what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Today on Brothers in Tech, are you interested in selling things online, but maybe have some questions or concerns before getting started, or maybe not even sure what websites you should use to sell your items? Well, Alan and Brian Jackson are here today to talk to you about selling things online on Brothers in Tech. Hello and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me is Brian Jackson. And as you could probably gather from the fact that our last names are the same, we are the aforementioned Brothers in Tech on this show. How are you doing, Brian? Good. I always thought we we did a really smart job of naming our podcast, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the whole Brothers thing kind of just, I don't know, just fit somehow. But well, we, we workshopped it for a really brothers. long time. I think we, we had like many retreats. We had workshops. We had... Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, what do you call those, brainstorming sessions? Yeah, brainstorming, yeah. yeah. There's a lot just of whiteboard action going on. A lot yeah. of whiteboarding. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the word was just kind of right there in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think we, we hit it. Brothers. I think we hit nail on the head. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we like technology. So it just kind of came together. Yeah. And that's where we yeah. are now. Um, this is Brothers in Tech, as we've been saying. And what we did with the show is we really decided to come together on a regular basis to talk technology, but just so you understand, we we're, we don't get into the high-end tech. We're not talking tech forecasting. We're not talking high-end tech industry news as much. This is really tech for you, your family, your personal life, using tech, you know, the fun part of tech. And then we, yeah. we actually get to use it. This is and, everybody's uh, tech, Alan. This is everyone's tech. Everybody's right? tech. Yeah, everybody's like tech. Mm-hmm. So we, every time we get together, we have a topic we, we get into, and we try to be here as a resource. We know there's a lot of people out there that serve as the IT people in their family, uh, whether they're trained to be that or not. Uh, they just happen to be somebody who knows how to use technology, so they get the phone calls at all hours asking them why the printer's not working or how do I do this on my phone we want to be a resource for those people and maybe even a resource for the people making the phone calls so maybe they can learn a little bit on their own as well. So uh, that's what we're doing. And today's episode, Brian, no exception. We got something that I know I personally get a lot of questions about. And I think you do too. And it's something we both have had some different levels of experience with. It is the idea of selling things online. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yep. It's his, we talked uh, about whether or not we wanted to talk about buying things online, but I think that's pretty easy. I think that's pretty self-explanatory for a lot of people, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. You yeah. see a price, you click it, you put in your card. I think it it handles itself. And it Amazon has pretty much taken over that They've marketplace, right? Yeah. Um, but the selling side of yeah, things. Yeah. That's where it gets that's, interesting. That's a little more interesting. And, and like on the buying side, I mean, I dare say if you're going to buying be buying things online, I mean, most of that traffic goes to Amazon or you go to a specialty website shop or place online to buy things. When it comes to selling, 
there's actually a few more options. And that's yeah. what we want to talk about today is how do you go about selling things online? What are the different services to consider? And what are some of the pros and cons of using those services? And just some helpful information about selling things online in general. Because it is a can be seen as a little scary to some people. I uh, A lot of people I've talked to where I've, you know, I think uh, Brian, our parents, you know, uh, moved into a new, a smaller place recently and they had a lot of stuff to sell. And I know when trying to suggest to them that, hey, let's, let's sell these things online. There's a lot of trepidation. Yeah. They, yep, yep. Is this going to be a lot of extra work for me to do? Is, am I going to get ripped off if I try to sell it online? There's a lot of, a lot of questions. So let's try to dispel some of those things and help people talk about this process a little bit. Yeah. Alan, did you want to introduce our guest first or? Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. Our guest for this episode. I forgot to invite him to the recording today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they prepared. Yeah. I'm sure they prepared and they probably had great stuff to offer. They are sitting <laughs> in front of their computer, camera on, microphone uh-huh. tested. Ready to go, just waiting for us to bring them in, and I uh, I spaced out on that. So yeah. sorry about Where that. Where are they? No, it's all right. It's all right. You know what? This is this is kind of. I think it's a little bit like a cleaning of the the brothers in tech system here, right? Get back yeah. to the basics, all right? Get back to the 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 brothers in tech, and then uh, you know maybe next week we'll jump back with uh, with a guest, or or if that person still wants to talk to us, we'll bring them back in. <laughs> if they're still sitting at their computer waiting, <laughs> next time we record. Then we'll bring them in. Yeah, let's um, do that. No, no guests. No guests this episode, as you gathered. It's just yeah. me and Brian. And uh, that's fine because we can we can knock this out. We can talk about this. We can um, do this. Brian, you have been you've been actively selling things online lately, have you not? I have been active, yes. Yeah. Ever since we, okay. we moved um, back in February, <clears throat> of course, you move, you have a different setup in your new place, and you have lots of things that you have no longer have need for. And uh mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been I've been active uh, selling, and um, and of course I will say through that process we've done pretty much every different type of selling you can do. You know, we've okay. gone from uh, a friend that had a yard sale. Uh, we've uh, you know done some things through friends of friends and had them you know contact us. Um, we have gone through the online uh, portals that we'll talk about today. I think the the, the main ones, and uh, and I think there's. We've been successful, but but I've learned a lot along the way about okay. what works and what doesn't and what I like and what I don't like and uh, things that I wish I would have done differently along the way. So maybe we can uh, we can share some of those today. So Yeah, I think that'd be great. I am, I am needing to jump back into selling some things online because I, like you, moved about the same time. I know I've mentioned on the show before, we moved into a house about six months ago and I've finally got around to getting all the boxes of things that we moved over and in storage organized. And there's a lot of stuff that I just don't need anymore, but it's still good stuff. So I'm going to be trying to sell those. So I'm hoping to, it's been a while for me. I I used to do eBay a little regularly years ago and I got pretty good at eBay. I think for the most part, um, got it, got a handle on it. Felt like I was pretty productive on it. Um, but I'll go ahead and tell you, I have never used Craigslist. And mm. um, even though my family is very active selling things on Facebook Marketplace, my wife in particular, I am not. So uh, I'll be coming into a, a little mixed mixed, uh, mixed experience here. Um, so, Brian, let's talk first about 
Where do you want to go first? You want you want well, to start talk, uh, introducing the the platforms, or you want to kind of go some yeah, more general information? Maybe, maybe let's back up just a second, Alan. So let's yeah. so you're in a you're in a great spot here because you say you have a lot of stuff you'd like to sell, right? So let's mm-hmm. take you as the example here, right? And we mentioned okay. the parents that had some things, and there's some different people in different situations, but um, and I think that was a that was a good start there. So so let's just say, all right, you're going to start selling stuff, right? Let's think about what are the what are the questions that you need to ask before you decide what method you're going to do, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. if you told me, Al, all right, Brian, I have a whole basement of stuff and I want to get rid of all of it and I'd like to be as efficient as possible, right? Well, of course, there's a couple options there. One could be you do a yard sale and say, come and I'm just going to move it out here and I'm going to spend one day and then whatever's gone is gone, right? Mm-hmm. You could do, um, you know, our parents are certainly you know, different. They moved out of their house, left things and did a, what, a state sale, right? Which you have mm-hmm. someone else take all the, all the, uh, uh, the work for you, try to sell it and take things away and put things on consignment that you don't sell then. Um, yep. so that's kind of nice and easy. But if you told me I've got, I've got individual things that I think each one of them has a unique, um, uh, each one maybe is pretty valuable in its own right. And mm-hmm. I'd like to kind of control, I'd like to keep them separate. I don't want to do these package deals where someone says, I'll take the whole lot for this. Um, then I think it's smart for you to, to jump in on one of these online. And of course, being well semi-techy as you are, um, then I think you can handle kind of posting things, reviewing things, you know, negotiating and all of that. So, yeah. so let's just assume you're ready. You're you're okay being on the computer, posting things, and then accepting any communications that you have. Um, so at that point, I think to me the the question that I I try to to do because I have had a little bit of experience with eBay, a lot of experience with Craigslist, and a mm-hmm. decent amount of experience recently with Facebook. Um, okay. So maybe let's talk with uh, eBay. Why would someone want to use eBay? Um, so yeah. let's think, what are the pros about eBay? I mean, what do you know about eBay, Alan? You, you've sure. sold on eBay before. What, what's the reason why you would want to go with eBay? All right. So first off, I, I mean, eBay has been around a yeah. good while in internet terms. They've been around a long time. They're kind of the granddaddy of, I want to sell something. Yep. It's almost to the point where you know people use eBay kind of like you used to use Xerox or other terms. It's kind of like, this is the, this is the term I yep. use if I'm going to sell something online. So for that reason, it's great because it does have a, a big, big, large community. There's a lot of experience there behind it. Um, but I think the eBay situation, too, is still, if you want to sell something and have a, a very large potential market to see it, yep. um, you just can't, I, I say this, and we're gonna I'm going to have some caveats when we get to the other services because the other, at least one of the other ones is making some huge inroads. But I'd say I still feel like today saying if you want to reach the broadest possible market out there and you plan on shipping to wherever you sell this, your item to eBay is still a pretty good bet for you. Um, eBay does the bidding still as one way that you can sell, meaning you can set a, a threshold of where you want to make sure you sell this item for at least this amount. And then you can let people bid for a certain amount of time. And there's a good chance if you've got an item that's in high demand, you could come out with some pretty good uh, yep. sell amounts on it. Yep. Um, but even some items that are not really hot items and aren't going to fly off the shelf, 
um, you can set kind of a, a threshold and say, I need to at least sell it for this. And you know, you, it won't sell if you don't get to that point. So there's a lot of safeguards in there. It's a, it's a pretty easy way to yep. do it now. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed with eBay in the last couple of years that I've, since I've kind of dabbled in it some more, which is great. is a lot of people sell very technical, uh, specific equipment items or technology items and to go in and have to kind of key in all of the specs and features of that item can be kind of monotonous, even taking photos to know that you can go in there and actually do a search and say, look, I've got a iPhone nine or eight. I want to sell. It will actually let you pull up from a database of other listings of iPhone eights, use those photos, use that description to basically, you know, it's all the same product. It's the same thing that other people have sold before. So it's nice. I mean, they've, they've done some things, I think, to make it a, a more user-friendly experience. It didn't used to be back when I first started using it. It was actually kind of a chore to use, I thought, eBay, many years ago. But I, in the last couple of years when I have gone on there and used it for things, it's actually been very easy, very simple to do. So that's yeah. my experience with it. I think if you want to... If you don't want to dig into these other avenues we're going to talk about here in a minute for one way or another, eBay is still a very good base level safe option for selling a, a particular item online. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Brian, I yeah. agree. No, I mean, it's uh, if you if you question at all uh, whether what the appeal is and mm-hmm. how many how the out, the outreach, then just go on and, and see the catalog that they have. I mean, it is pretty yeah. amazing. Um, now, on the flip side. That also means there's lots of other things competing for your item. Sure. So if I'm selling a uh, a Bose uh, wireless speaker, there's lots of other people selling a Bose wireless speaker at the same time. So you really do have to kind of hit a sweet spot sometimes. Um, and I don't think the, the the downside for me is that I may not reach that person who isn't that savvy on buying on Evo. To me, I think the savviness comes from being a buyer, not a seller on eBay. Is that does that sound right to you? Like, I think you can go in without a lot of knowledge, post it, put what you want to get out of it, let it happen. But as a buyer, I see a lot more like have to be a little bit more savvy with it. Oh, I'm going to bid here. Oh, I'm going to yeah. do the auto bid. I'm going to do all these other things. I see. So, yeah. so I think from the buyer's perspective, if I want to, first of all, reach out for local people and see, oh, you know what? Those people who may be willing to pay what I want to pay but are not really interested in doing the bidding thing. And I happen to be one of those. I don't like to do the bidding thing. When I go on no, eBay, I look for the buy it now price. And if I can see the buy it now price, I'll do that. That actually makes sense to me. I don't want to go through the bidding. I don't want to get my hopes up about something. I don't want to have to sit and watch it. I don't want to have to do all these things um, unless I see a smoking deal, right? So I think in a sense that becomes a negative as a seller sometimes. is like, well, yeah. I'm not appealing to everyone here. I'm appealing to a certain population of people. And, you know, maybe I want to try local before I go to eBay, you know, maybe where I don't have to build in shipping or I don't have to, you know, go and then take it and take it to the post office. There might be a a benefit for that. So, well, and it kind of makes me feel like, um, and I I know, well, I'll hold my thoughts on as far as which one may be best for different types of applications after we talk about the others. I think there are some specific types of products that would be a perfect fit to try to sell on eBay and you could actually benefit more from it. So we'll get to those. Like when we collectibles, you think? I mean, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that, things yes. that are more one of a kind, more right. uh, collectible right. items, then you're, you're reaching the broadest market you can. Yep. People are going on eBay searching for these things. 
And you know, if you've got something that's rare or something that's collectible in any way, um, you, you can drive the price up through bidding yeah, and get yeah. exactly what somebody's willing to pay. Right. Um, you may not be able to do that very easily with the other services we're going to talk about. And so. local may not be at all what you want to deal with because yeah, you're not yeah. getting the outreach at all. So yeah, no, I, I agree yeah. with that. So I, I think, yeah, our takeaway for me when I, I was trying to make notes, eBay, you get a wide audience, wide reach. The benefit of the fact that eBay will handle the money, right? So it's not like you actually yeah. have to, to exchange money back and forth. You get yeah. your cut. Um, yeah, that let, let's back up and explain yeah. that for people who've just never dealt with it and maybe are a little concerned about how money's handled. So, uh, there is some safety and security involved in it. Of course, eBay is a big company now, so yeah. they have a, as many protections as they can put in place. Basically, you set up an account with eBay if you are a seller and you post your item to sell with the understanding, and you, you click the box on the agreement to say, Look, if your item sells, uh, they will collect money from the person buying it. They will act as an intermediary of that money. And then eBay will then take the money they collect from the buyer and put it in your account that you can transfer to your personal banking or whatever it may be. So they act as that intermediary, uh, which is nice. You don't have to kind of deal directly with the person buying. You don't have to have them send, you know, there's no sending you a check in the mail. There's no, wiring you money through another opportunity or new, another way, which can be prone for issues. Um, there's some safety and security with that. Um, eBay does have some, some pr- precautions in place. I mean, if so you get ripped off, if somebody doesn't send you the item that was supposed to, you can obviously file that and kind of eBay will work to reimburse you any money you may have paid yeah. Yeah. and make sure everybody's cool with what happened. And all the people selling on eBay, their whole reputation is based on feedback and ratings they get from people they've sold to. So for them, in order for them to get good ratings, which means more people will be more likely to buy things from them, they obviously are not going to try to stiff anybody uh, in the process or make anybody mad. So it's a nice symbiotic thing Mm -hmm. where sellers want good ratings. They want good reviews. So they're going to try to play by the rules. Buyers have some precautions uh, to safeguard them in, in case they, they do get um, any kind of form of, uh, you know, uh, fraud at all. Yeah. Um, you're kind of covered. So, so Alan, on that note, though, does that mean that if you're a buyer, are you less likely to look at someone who does not have a selling history? You know, like a one-off, that. a one-off, like they've yeah. never sold anything. And Here, Here's my thing. It depends on the item. Okay. I mean... If if I'm looking at it and somebody's selling a twenty five dollar thing that you know I could get anywhere, but I just happen to see it's for a good price, somebody's just selling it because it's used. I'm not as worried about their rating as much for that. I mean, lower dollar item, something that's a little more commonplace. But if I was in the market for you know a really expensive or uh, more collectible piece of artwork of something, I'm going to pay some attention to the overall ratings and experience to that person because there's opportunities for fraud and I don't want to yeah. get ripped off by somebody who yeah. just hopped onto eBay, created a fake account, maybe has five reviews on them and that's it. And then they're going to dump and run after that. So yeah, I am, yeah. I do pay attention to the ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say as a, as a buyer, I've always uh, kind of enjoyed seeing where it's a potentially a company that's selling it as well. Yeah. Which at least gives me a what thirty day return, or they have something that says you know we guarantee whatever. Now that kind of goes against 
some of the other things I like to do, which is the bartering factor, the fact that, you know, you find that unique deal that, you know, nobody else is uh, maybe seeing, which is not what you're going to be on EVA. Everybody's seeing it. You're not, you know, you might get a good price, but it's only if you happen to be looking for something where there's lots of these available and you happen to found the one that um, mm-hmm. the other people weren't looking for. So, um, yeah. So I think eBay, eBay is still strong, um, you know, and um, maybe well, let's, let's come back a little later, give some, yeah. maybe some tips on the, these different ones of kind of ways to be idea. successful. But so let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum now. Yeah. So let's say, let's say going back to your situation, you say, you know what, I, I've got some things. I actually don't mind sitting on them. I'm in no rush to sell them. I want a very inexpensive way and I don't mind sitting on it for a while. And I'd rather it go to someone that I can look in the eye and actually exchange cash or I can, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, assure that it's going to a good home, that sort of thing. Right. You're, you're a little bit more about selling local. So you're saying that we're, you, you're okay with the idea of I'm going to actually see this person or have some sort of physical transaction with them. Right. Uh, and that may or may not have to be exactly face to face. We'll explain in a minute. But yep. uh, the idea is that more than likely it's local or someone that within <clears throat> driving distance, traveling distance from you. Yeah. Yeah. If you're okay. someone who kind of feels like the old school way of selling, yeah. bartering, or, you know, uh, I, I feel like I want to, you know, talk through it with somebody so that they know exactly yeah. what they're getting and I can, you know, that sort of thing. If you're okay with that and you feel like that may be. And I will say that's, I think, where you can get the best deals because you're getting people who they're giving up a little bit of convenience because they're willing to kind of either yeah. offer a good deal or they're maybe they just don't even know what they have and they just want something really quick, um, you know, to be so able to do So this is that. more Craigslist we're talking, right? Yeah, this is Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist. To me, to me, this is Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is, you know, after eBay, as far as from longevity and time that they've been around, I think you know, Craigslist was... A while after eBay got started, but it has yep. been around a while at this point. It has, um, yeah. Is the best way to describe Craigslist for anybody who's not familiar with it is it's really the online version of classifieds. Yep, that's right? exactly right. Yep, I mean, yep. this is the digital version of classifieds. And you're putting up a listing yep. to say, I have this item I am wanting to sell. You can have a price or you could be asking for a best offer, mm-hmm. you know, just like a classified ad would be doing. And then here's a way to contact that person to inquire, to follow up and to arrange a purchase. Yep. Yep. The beauty. It's a lot more hands-on. It's a lot more hands-on approach. Completely. Completely hands-on. But I think for all the reasons you mentioned why somebody might find that appealing, that's good. Um, Let's take the example of, let's say you've got a really big piece of furniture. Mm Mm-hmm that you want to sell and you're really not excited about trying to get it and figure out how to manage to get it to shipped ship. and oh, yeah. all that. Yep. And plus the shipping cost alone is going to be outrageous. You're like, you know what? I just want to deal with it locally. Then Craigslist is a good option for you. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, people are going to have to communicate with you. And then chances are that means they're going to need to be within driving distance of you to arrange a way to get it from you. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think that's the beauty. And you're exactly right. Anytime that I don't want to deal with shipping, yeah. I don't want to have to, you know, make sure it gets shipped correctly, package it up. We oftentimes, we don't think to ourselves about like how much effort is this taking me to drive it to somewhere to uh, getting some packing materials, getting the box, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and the questions of that, right. And it's also more immediate, right. If I go see this person, 
and we exchange, we're done, right? It's yeah. it. Um, and it's, and That's it's true. pretty You can clean. actually get yeah. the item like and the, money. the same day, honestly, yep. in yep. money exchange on the same day if if you so chose to do that. Yep. Uh, where eBay, you know, you're looking at several days back and forth uh, yep. on transit and everything else and money exchanging before you reap the benefit of it. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, there's some great things that Craig's, Craigslist, Craigslist is also free. Yep. Right? Totally Completely free. free. Yep. They just, Craigslist just functions because they have banner ads on their website and mm-hmm. other ads available. That's how they make their money. Yep. So you as a buyer or seller have no no cost involved. Yep. Yep. And and realize because of that, just like any other app we've ever talked about on this show, when something is free, there are clunkiness. There, there's You can expect some clunkiness to it. It's not incredibly yep. polished of a website. It's... Uh, you know, the, the, the adding pictures up on your post is not the cleanest and simplest way of going about things, but it really is the classifieds, right? I wanted, I want to put it up there the way I want to put it up there. And, you know, I will say Craigslist is huge out here, Alan. We've talked about how it's not maybe as big there where you are. It's It's massive out here. It's not huge where I live, but yet out in the West coast where you guys are, it sounds like it is. Well, and I think, and I think specifically here in the Portland area, I mean, the one thing about Portland is it's, it's a place where people love used things, you know, and they, Mm -hmm. they love kind of going and doing antiquing or, uh, looking at kind of, uh, uh, you know, repurpose things and recycling and all this sort of thing. The whole thing kind of screams for Portland here to like, oh, cool. I can maybe barter with someone. There's a whole section on there about bartering. Like, hey, I I have this. I'm really looking for this. Anybody interested in trading that? <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that's on there too, which is kind of nice. Um, so I think to me, it's it's good. But I will say because of that, it's not a place I would go in certain parts of the country if it's not going to have the the view, right? Nobody's viewing it, right? So if you're only, you know, yeah. if there's not a lot of stuff on there, you may think, ooh, not a lot of competition, but not a lot of eyes either. Right? Well, for example, I have not here, here in Western North Carolina, I, I can honestly say I've not heard anybody say that they've used Craigslist. Hmm. I, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. Now the one we're going to talk about in a minute, the service yes. we're going to talk about in a minute, I've heard everybody talking about using now. Right. Uh, and I've heard people talk about eBay. But Craigslist is one that I just, I think was really popular here for a little while years ago. And then it just didn't go anywhere. I think honestly, the part of the problem with Craigslist, and maybe this is why in certain uh, areas it's done really well, but in other parts of the country, it's not as popular or not that first choice. Uh, Craigslist, you know, was kind of tied in with some bad press Uh, because, you know, the idea of you going to meet somebody you don't know. Yep. Yeah. At a de- de- uh, designated location, it's obviously could could spark some some dangerous situations. Could For sure. be yep. uh, problematic. Yep. Now I know Craigslist has tried to you know put in whatever they can in place on their end to keep it safe, but there's only so much you can do. If you connect with somebody else online and they want to buy this book you're selling, and they say, "Hey, let's go meet at the McDonald's parking lot," you know, in this place. That's, that's, I mean, it was still my wife when she was selling stuff, even through other services would say, Hey, Alan, will you go with me? Cause I yep. just, I feel like yep. I need to have somebody else there with me. I don't still trust that situation a hundred percent. Yep. So that is still a, a it is absolutely, a absolutely a concern. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll still say there's a, there's a bit of excitement <laughs> that goes along with 
that meetup, right? But also because of nervousness that you're like, mm, who is this yeah. person going to be, right? But kind of goes a little bit, one of the tips I'm going to give later, which I'll go ahead and say now because it goes along with it is, always make sure it's a populated place that you're meeting, um, that you tell someone else where you're going, um, that sort of thing. You know, I just sold something two days ago. Uh, I sold an old Wii um, system that I had Mm -hmm. laying around that I haven't used forever. And I said, I'll meet you at the Home Depot parking lot. And, you know, when you get there, text me where you are. And they said, hey, I'm over close to this side. Great. I'm in this car. You know, I don't pull right up next to them. I pull a little further away. We both get out at the same time, wave at each other. So we kind of know like we're, uh, we, yeah. we seem like normal people and then, <laughs> and then we go from there. Right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. something about that right now. Why did I do that? Um, why did I do Craigslist instead of eBay? Well, I, well, for one eBay, I just, I wanted to see if I could do it without shipping because yeah. when you have a certain level of price, then it's like, is it worth it for me to go pack it sure. up? Even if oh, the yeah. person pays shipping and if someone's going to pay shipping, that means the value of it has to be enough for them to want to pay additional shipping. You know, if I have a $5 thing, I don't mind on the way to work pulling over and giving someone this thing for five bucks, but I'm not going to go, even if they paid 15 bucks, I'm not going to go ship it. Um, so it's a time. I mean, time is worth money. I mean, your time to go. I mean, I know trying to drop something off at the UPS store or some other place to box it and ship it is, it, it, they make it easy, but it's still time. It's still yep. time you're you're spending out of your day. So you're right. There's a you got to do some equations in your head. Is what I'm selling worth the effort of going to ship, and is it worth it to have a bigger national audience that could see my item? Right. Versus, is it something I think I could sell locally? I think there's a market for it locally. It's it's not a collectible item. It's not something with a really high unique value. It's something broad, a piece of furniture. Yeah. Um, you know, clothing, something like that, where it's okay to sell it locally and there'll be a market for it. Yep. Uh, and you're okay transporting it to wherever you're going to meet this buyer. Um, now, I will say something that I think has been kind of nice. I mean, I know, again, my wife has sold a lot of stuff online. She's gotten to be kind of a pro at it. Yeah. And one little thing they do whenever she's selling with someone locally is, you know, she's coordinated to say, look, hey, uh, this is where uh, let's meet, but there's maybe a way for them to leave an item Mm. and you kind of do it without having to be face to face. I think actually during the COVID time, this got to be kind of popular where we don't want to have face to face interaction with someone I don't know, but yet here's a convenient way that, Hey, I'm going to leave the item in this location, even if it's at their house and they're okay. Given their house address, say, look, there's a, there's mailbox, you take the item and leave. There's a security camera, so I can at least see that, you know, if you try to drive off with the item without paying for it. Yep. Some ways of just coordinating it if you're just not comfortable with the whole face-to-face meeting somewhere. Yeah. There are some creative ways to get around that, but you do take some little bit of risk when you do it. But, you do. Um, you, do. you know, it, it's just, again, I think uh, different people, that's the nice thing about a Craigslist is you kind of have that working relationship with the person that's buying it. And you just work out whatever's the most convenient and comfortable way to, to sell it between right. the two of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I think go, going back to, I hadn't thought really a lot about this, but the immediacy is is really the one of the biggest appeals. And I am thinking yeah. back now to the things I've sold, the number of inquiries that I get on these unique things where someone says, can I get it now? I need it tonight. Mm-hmm. Right? I, was singing, I was selling a um, my old uh, stereo receiver. And the person emails like, hey, uh, I have a party tonight. 
Can it, can I get it? And it's like, um, yeah, we can figure it out. Right. So then do you immediacy, also have an old, do you also have an old Nintendo Wii you can yeah. sell? Cause I really need a party game. I, I need sell. this tonight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that that's the beauty. You know, if you're someone like me that kind of likes the, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I want to go ahead and have the satisfaction of getting out of my house ASAP. Sure. And you post it and you can oftentimes you can sell it that day uh, if it's something that people have an interest in. So, uh, again, it is location specific in terms of the appeal. Um, It's something that if I was posting on these other sites, I would also post on Craigslist. Might as well. If you've already created a post and you already have some language you're throwing in there, it's free. You know, if someone else is happens to be a Craigslist person, right, then you can do those at the same time. Just be ready to cancel one out. Right. That's all great. Just keep in mind again, I mean, the more you add, you know, if you're posting the same item in multiple places, that's just a lot to keep up with. True. Totally. Now, obviously, if you have somebody who's going to buy it on one, you got to take it down from the yeah. others. And yeah. again, it's just a matter of how much extra work and management and complexity you want to have. Now, for like a really high end item, yeah, I think put it in different places and see where you get the best bites on things and all that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep in mind what you've got floating out there and don't leave something you just sold posted on other places. And then you got to deal with, you know, inquiries on that and having to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I I personally don't mind that part of deleting it. What I do, what I do mind is, you know, when I post something and then I have kind of a routine of a week later, if it hasn't sold, I'm going to go lower the price. Now I have to remember to lower the price in every place, places. right? And make sure yeah. that that's happened. That's that's kind of a concern. Yeah. So okay. so again, Facebook, the beauty, it's free. Okay. It's local. I'm sorry, correct, Chris. Yeah, it's free. It's local. Um, it's immediate uh, oftentimes yeah. uh, in terms of the interaction. It and, is the closest thing to your classified ads. Like if yeah, you like the idea, if you were somebody who used to like reading or placing classified ads to sell things, this is the online digital equivalent of it is Craigslist. No fees. Yeah. But you still have to do that one-to-one negotiation and bartering and selling to somebody once yeah. they reach out to you. Yeah. yeah, and all sales are final and that sort of thing. It is truly the like I give you this, you give me the money, or we Venmo like the in the yeah, yeah. Uh, on the Wii. It was pretty much like, hey, here's my Venmo, great. And I love Venmo because I got it right. I got it already. You can't get it back. And see you later. So yeah, but. So Alan, let's let's kind of move now to we've kind of to me we've talked about the two ends of the spectrum of. Yeah. You know, the completely hands-on local, you know, uh, be connected and do the bartering sort of feel to the um, arm's length. They don't need to know who you are, anything about you other than your profile and let people bid away and potentially get more money. Let somebody else handle the money side of it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's eBay on the other end. That's eBay. Correct. And now let's talk about what I think is kind of interesting. And I'm I'm not going to say I'm 100% sold yet, um, but I will say I think the Facebook marketplace, which I know a lot of people are starting to get on now, um, is trying to do the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. They're trying to appeal to the local group and do do away with what you just mentioned of maybe someone reaches out to me, I'm going to meet this person in a random parking lot and I don't know anything about them. Well, now on Facebook, they could reach out to you through Facebook and you potentially could know a little bit about them because of yep. a profile or have some yeah. sort of connection, right? Two, also, they're trying to knock out this ability to ship and sell across the country uh, mm-hmm. from eBay. Uh, which Facebook can also do. So it's it really is has the uh, appeal, the potential of doing both of those markets. 
Yeah. Well, and I think just to kind of set this up a little bit, I mean, you know, Facebook, obviously the big behemoth organization, you know, started out just as a social media way to connect with people. They've added so many tools and so many other functions to their Facebook umbrella. Marketplace was one that started out, you know, just a few years ago. It wasn't, it's not, it's relatively new, yeah. I'd say, relatively new. It's one of those things where I'm in kind of like everything with Facebook. It's just one day you open up your Facebook app and, oh, hey, what's this icon down here? Oh, wow. Okay. So people are selling stuff on Facebook now. Yep. And the idea really is that you can create a post just like you could on Craigslist, just like you can on eBay with photos, with description, with a price or a suggested price. And you put it up there and you have some uh, keywords or tags or put it in a category. So it, it shows up for people the right way. And then everybody on Facebook could possibly see that listing. Yep. Um, yep. But how is that? So let's talk about how that's different than eBay. Cause I think that's, let's start with how it's different than eBay. Yep. Um, yep. From, from, from visibility and, and all of that. No, I think um, it's, well, one, I think it, it could it has a potential of being bigger than eBay. I, I, I agree. Because I think so, Facebook, because the is Facebook huge. marketplace, the Facebook it's population huge. is bigger than people who frequent eBay on a regular basis. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, obviously it's different from eBay in that there is no bidding. Uh, there, there's True. offers. There's offers. Now, I was going to say, it's not you bidding, but I mean, you can right. say, look, I want $75 for this, but you can also say in your description, I'll take a best offer too. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. somebody may write and say, Hey, will you take 60? Right. And then you can decide whether you offered or not. So here's You're a little locked in on a price. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little tip. And I learned this kind of the hard way. Um, in your post, as you're posting in Facebook Marketplace, there is a place where you can say, accept offers. Okay. okay. You need to check that in order for people to be able to make a lower offer. So okay. if you don't do that, then you get this frustration. I had this. I had a camera lens that I was selling. I went ahead and put it out for national because I knew it was a specialty item. People might want it, and I'd, and I'd like to appeal to more people. I had someone say, would you take, you know, and it was like $20 less. And I said, yes, I'll do that because it had been up for a while. Um, I said, just go ahead and submit that offer. And then they came back like, I can't submit an offer. It's saying either buy or not. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, crap. So I had to go back and try to find out how to allow another offer. Whereas with like eBay, it's the same thing, right? You, Someone says, will you take so-and-so on a buy now uh, sort of thing? And they say, go ahead and submit that and I'll accept it or something. So Facebook does have that way. You have to say that on your post. Okay. So you have to yeah. include that on your post to allow offers. Now, you don't have to accept the offers, right. but just like eBay, if someone makes the full price offer, that order has been made. Yeah. Now, you don't have to fulfill it, okay? But you uh, you get the order come through that you never hear from the person at all. You just all of a sudden get a notice that says there's been an order. So, it's full price. So if, uh, well, and I think we, obviously we need to back up and remind everybody, you do have to have a Facebook account. You do. To list yep. on Facebook Marketplace. So I know some people would rather not be on Facebook. I hear you. I feel your pain. <laughs> but um but yes, you do need to have a personal Facebook account to list things as a as a as a buyer or seller. As right? a, I as mean, a buyer or seller. Yep. Yeah. You yep. can't buy things on Facebook marketplace nope. unless you're a Facebook account holder as well. That's right. Um but you can list your things on there. Like Brian said, you can say whether it's a fixed price or you're going to allow offers and then you mm -hmm. can then it does kind of span between an eBay and a Craigslist kind of situation in that right. you can have a direct dialogue with people 
who are going to make offers to you. Mm-hmm. It's not bidding. So they're not doing it through an automated process. They're truly saying, will you take this? Can right. I offer you this amount? And you have to respond through a Facebook messenger type, you know, type of interface uh, to their, to their questions or their offers. Yep. Um, yep. Now the idea is that once they're ready to buy it, whether it's for a fixed price or you've agreed upon a price, then they can purchase it on the yep. listing. Yep. And then you have to work out the whole, how are they going to get it? Um, Correct. Correct. And this is where I think is, is a little interesting. You kind of touched on it when you said you listed your, your camera lens as national. Mm-hmm. Because when you make a posting on Facebook Marketplace, you are able to say, do I want to show this only locally or do I want to show it nationally, right? Correct, correct. Are there other levels or is that the only two distinctions? Um, okay, so there's actually there's actually a couple of options here. And this is another thing I think is a little bit odd to get used to. But if you say local pickup, I think it's the term is local pickup, right? Then, of course, it's only going to broadcast. So if you, you know, think about it from a buyer's perspective, if you've ever gone on marketplace and you say, I'm looking for um, a, a dresser, mm-hmm. right? And then it'll say like within what distance. And of course it'll yeah. show you all the local f- stuff first. And they'll say, here's things out of your location, but are shipping able to ship. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you want to only appeal to those that are local, you can say local pickup only. Like I don't want to ship it. Someone's going to have to come pick this up. And it, then it becomes like Craigslist. This is just a yeah. Craigslist that quite honestly, has some benefits because, um, one, the communication comes through Messenger, right? Not your own cell phone, okay? So at least you have some sort of control there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another benefit in that, uh, you know, again, your appeal is a little bit wider. I think more people are on Facebook than they are on a bigger uh, It's a bigger pool to work with. Yeah, yeah, even local. But but knowing, yeah, I was going to say local especially. I mean, to me, here again, where I am in Western North Carolina, right now is kind of the default way. If anybody wants to sell something around here, it's, it's Facebook. Facebook Marketplace. Yep. Yep. And it's through local. I mean, yep. uh, if you want to sell it nationally, that's great. You know, Facebook is handling the transfer of money uh, online and uh, providing the ways that shipping can be handled. Yep. And that's great. But if you choose to sell locally through Facebook Marketplace, then it is up to you, just like on Craigslist, to coordinate how do you get in touch with that person buying it? How do they get the item from you? How do you get it to them? How do you trade money? All that stuff. Yep. Yep. So on the, again, talking about how this is blending between eBay and Craigslist, eBay collects a percentage of everything you sell online. I don't think we mentioned that before, but eBay does get, that's how they make their money is if you sell something for a hundred dollars and they take two or 3% of it, they got, you know, two or $3 out of it. Yep. Craigslist, there's no fees. We mentioned that it's free again. Facebook, like you said, is that hybrid where if you want to sell locally, there are no fees. Correct. You coordinate the drop off pickup of the item. You coordinate the money transfer. Facebook has no skin in the game. However, if you want to sell nationally or outside of your local area and there's shipping involved, then Facebook can be that intermediary to handle the money transfer between you and the buyer. And they can also help make sure there's a, you know, shipping is being coordinated uh, with you as well. Yep. Right? Yep. So that's yep. good. That's no, good, it's actually, good it's a nice, it's a nice uh, go between. I, I'd say half and half of the things I've sold on mess or on Facebook marketplace. I've done, I've done in person and found the local buyer and great. Then I just, 
go and work out the details with the person like I would on Craigslist, right? They pay me on Venmo or some other way, cash. And then I just go back in and say, hey, this was sold and it's all good. The other half, I've opened it up to national and got a buyer. Uh, now, I, I will say that here's where some of the quirks happen or, or the things you probably need to know. If you're going to offer shipping, you need to recognize what you're doing. If you're offering shipping, meaning I will cover shipping, that's one way to do it. And you could go in there and say, I'm going to cover shipping. And of course, mm-hmm. if that's the case, you need to jack up your price a little bit, right? You need to go ahead and account mm-hmm. for that. Uh, the other option, and Facebook will give you a price. They'll say shipping is going to be $10 for that. So do you want to tack it on and say you're covering it and so-and-so? Or you can say you're offering shipping opportunities and that Facebook will quote that person who buys it the shipping. So mm-hmm. you tell it, here's here's the size of my item. It's between you know five and 10 pounds. And it says, great, we're going to do shipping for $12. Now, the nice part, shipping through Facebook is cheaper than you going and doing the shipping yourself. I have Mm. found that. And it's also nice in that you know it, right? I I hate going to a post office having sold something and go, oh, crap, I didn't realize it was going to be 25 bucks. So they have obviously a really good deal with the Postal Service or the UPS, whoever you're using. Um, And what they'll do is they'll give you the the label. So if you sell on uh, Facebook uh, Marketplace with shipping, someone buys it. That person pays your price plus a shipping amount. And then Facebook says, here's your shipping label. Tell us when you've dropped it off. You drop it off. It gets scanned automatically. It says, great, this has been sold. And then I think it's usually about a week later, you end up getting um, your money. And it deposits straight into your debit card. That's the only way they'll do it is if you have some sort of debit card that can be deposited into. Um, Now, The quirk about this that I was going to mention is that Facebook is not fully dialed in with this yet. This is, as you mentioned before, eBay was clunky at the beginning. It's still clunky now with with Facebook Marketplace. So, for example, if I put something on to sell and someone goes and just clicks and says, I'm buying it. They They never contact me. They never reach out to me. They just go and click and say, I'm buying it. It doesn't come up in messenger which is where all the other messages come up about your items they come up there to say hey is it still available would you take this all of that it comes up as an email so you go to your email and go oh there's an order what do i do now and then you click and says what do you do now and you go over and you realize you have to kind of search to find out give me the label what do i do next when do i get paid all of this stuff it's kind of it's maybe it's in the fine print for the and that's more for the selling national broader for the shipping part for the shipping again because if you're just going to sell locally yep you're just going to get a facebook messenger message from that person and then it's just you just dialogue with them from there yes yep and what what is nice about that when it comes over messenger if you haven't done this before alan it it comes up the message comes from that person but it is subject the item so you know, like if you're selling oh, several yeah. things, you come up with an item because you, you can imagine uh, if I'm selling a lot of things on Craigslist and I put my cell phone number in and say, text me, I get a text that says, will you take $10? I don't even know which <laughs> item they're talking about, yeah, right? True, yeah. So whereas this one comes up, it says, speakers, will you it take $10? You Great. Yeah. And if they're local, then I say, I will. And you know, uh, if you can pick it up today. And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a great deal. So, Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is Facebook Marketplace is the fastest growing of the ones we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like I said, here in Western North Carolina, 
everybody I know that is selling stuff online, it is Facebook they're using. Um, I don't hear anybody using eBay anymore, hardly at all. And I definitely don't hear anybody using Craigslist. Now, Craigslist is still popular up in your area, but yep. I, I, would, I would imagine Facebook has continued Facebook's to take popularity over. as well. Facebook's yeah, taking yeah. over. Yep. Um, one thing about Facebook that I do think is worth calling out uh, that I think is a nice feature of shopping with them or buying things online, or, or I'm sorry, selling things online, is that because Facebook is a friend-based network, meaning I have a network of friends. My friends have friends. I can see if I, if I look up somebody on Facebook, I can see if we have any mutual friends. That's a nice comforting feature, especially if you're selling locally. Yeah. That if you wanted to look up somebody who's going to be buying an item from you and you happen to see, oh, hey, we have a common friend in this person. That's automatically going to put you a little bit more at ease from that safety security standpoint about meeting them or coordinating a sale. Um, it gives you some great information about the person that you don't get through eBay or yeah. even Craigslist. There's no yeah. way to do that on those services to really learn about the person. I, I know that when we've sold things, especially when it's something a little more valuable and we just want to make sure that we're not going to set ourselves up to get stood up somewhere or it's, you know, it's just not going to, it's going to go as we expect. We'll look up the person and be like, Oh, Hey, mm -hmm. we both know Jill. So Jill's a good person and this is a friend of Jill's and this person, Oh, Hey, this person works at, you know, the hospital. Okay, cool. We, you know, there's just yeah. a little bit of that comfort level of we are selling to someone that we have a connection with and they're not going to stiff us. They're not going to back out on this. It would be really bad if they did and look bad on, on everything. Yeah. So that's, that's something Facebook can play as an advantage that, you know, none of these other services can. So. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. And it's, yeah. And I think, like I said, as much as I may dislike being on Facebook for different yeah. reasons, if I'm looking for something, I'm going to Marketplace and doing a search for it. Because if I can find it locally and I can, as you said, make a connection to where I feel comfortable with the person, um, yeah, th that's a, there's a lot of benefits there. So, To me, Brian, as we kind of start to kind of wrap this up a little bit, I mean, I think, you know, there are other ways to sell things online, but sure. I do think the three we mentioned are the ones that probably consist of over 90% of the combined marketplace for selling things. There's an app I know, uh, oh, what is it called? Um, Let Go. I know mm -hmm. that's uh, yeah. it's tried to pick up some steam the last couple of years. And some people mention it, but if it just doesn't have the reach, I mean, why as a seller would I go onto another service other than these three? Um, if I'm trying to reach the biggest audience and potential buyers I can. Um, but I do think all three of these services we mentioned do have a kind of a, a, a something they're good for really good for if you're going to pick one. Yep. Um, as we mentioned earlier on, I do believe eBay is probably the best bet if you're selling something that's rare, that's collectible, one yep. of a kind item yep. has a very niche audience uh, need for it. That would maybe hard to find locally. Um, you know, like if I had an old classic video game that I knew could probably sell on the open market pretty, you know, it's a classic one. Maybe it's an old, uh, old game system. I I'd probably go into eBay cause I feel like I want to reach a national audience. I don't mind shipping it and I feel like it could grab a, a higher dollar. Yeah. If I sold it locally on Facebook, uh, I mean, I might get a couple offers here and there, but probably not the same dollar amount I would from people who are true people looking for that and searching for it online. Um, so that's, that's how I think eBay is a good fit for mm -hmm. um, artwork, 
collectibles, uh, very unique items uh, are all good for that. Well, um, is it, is, and Alan, isn't that why, I mean, it, eBay's also become kind of the online picker location. And so it's a lot yeah. of people go and buy unique things because they want to resell and do it another way, which means they're constantly mm-hmm. looking for good deals, constantly mm-hmm. looking for things. You're um, right. Yeah. So I think there, that's, that goes along with the idea of unique, uh, yeah. hard to find items that they think maybe are undervalued and they, they can sure. figure out a better way of doing it. So now by all means, we're not saying eBay, that's the only stuff you'll find on there. You'll find no. everything. Everybody, yeah. people are selling everything on there. But I think if you are yourself trying to sell something, that may be the kind of service to look at to get the best value out of a particularly unique collectible item. Um, Then you flip over to Craigslist. And I mean, I think, you know, again, our use cases are going to be very different on this, Brian. I, 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 I can't really think in my area where I live right now of a good use case for Craigslist, but obviously where you are, there's still a good, good, good use case for it. Yep. Yep. For me, again, it's the, it, it's becoming less useful with Facebook mm-hmm. Marketplace, uh, but I, but I will say just for everybody, everything that I've sold in the last you know six months since I moved, um, I have posted on both Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. I, I post them at the exact same time, exact same post because why not? Right? It only takes me a few more minutes to do, uh, and yes, I have to manage both, but. Uh, I do it because I see more appeal and I've gotten probably half of my purchases from Craigslist and half of them from okay. marketplace. So I was going to ask what your success rate was on yep. that. And it's yep. about 50, 50. So yep. you're, yep. you know, it's working. Yeah. So. Well, I, I almost look at it, Brian, as almost a, somebody, if, if you're somebody who despises Facebook, really doesn't care yes. about Facebook, has had no intention on building up your own network on Facebook at all. Then yeah, Craigslist, if Craigslist is popular in your area, then you're going to get a, you're going to get some good exposure from it in your local area. Uh, if Craigslist is not popular in your area, and that, the only way to know is to hop on Craigslist and do a search in your own area and just see what all's out there. Yep. If there's a lot of things for sale or not. If it's not popular in your area, just be mindful of the fact that you may put it out there, and it may take a while, or it may take have to take a really low offer to get something sold if you just don't have the exposure to people using yep. Craigslist in your area. Yeah. So. So, so Alan, I got a couple tips here. I want to make sure I get out sure. there um, uh, about each one of these, uh, having used them. Uh, and actually one, maybe not a tip, but a, uh, kind of a, another cool thing about the Facebook marketplace that's different than Craigslist is that I can go on my posting and see how many people have viewed that post. I can't mm-hmm. do that on Craigslist. So I can see like, oh my gosh, people are really active on this. So it must be True. a price issue. I'll lower it $5 and all of a sudden those same That's people who are watching it, right? You can't get that so on Craigslist. eBay, right? you can see it. But again, yeah. you're not dealing with local sales yeah. on yeah. eBay. So if you're looking at local sales, yeah, it sounds like Facebook would be good for that getting more knowledge about who's viewing your item. Yep, yeah. And know whether or not your price is right and all that stuff and, and, and not having to repeat it. So here's a couple of little tips. Craigslist, uh, because of the safety issues you mentioned earlier, uh, do not put your cell phone number in your post. Now, you may be thinking, well, gosh, that means they're only going to email me through a Craigslist email. Now, they don't actually get your email. They get a Craigslist email uh, address that's just for that posting. So that's safe. But you may be somebody who wants to be texted, which I do. I'd rather you text me and ask me if it's available, right? But if you put your actual number in there, you will get lots of bot calls right away. Mm-hmm. 
because you've got these bots that are searching through for the phone number. So the way I do this is I go in and I spell every other le- every other number. I'll put, you know, f- the F-I-V-E, oh, I see. I zero, see. T-H-R-E-E, and then I'll just spell it out and say, t- you know, text if interested. And it seems to work pretty well, you know, that you don't get the bots coming. So just so we're clear on what you're doing there, Brian, that's to make sure that when we say bots, these are like automated computer systems that are just scanning web pages for phone numbers. Yep. Yep. And using those phone numbers to send out spam calls or anything like that too. Yep. So you've, you've avoided that by spelling some parts of your phone number out with the corresponding letter on a keypad. Yep. Um, So that way a bot, won't be able to process it. It's not, it's not realizing it. it's a phone number. Yep. Yeah, and, and I tell you, it. and if you As wonder if that's the case, yeah, you put your phone number on and the moment I post it before, the moment I post my cell phone number, I would get probably two or three things that said, hey, is it still available on a text? So of course I'm like, oh, cool. It's it. People are excited. Yes, it's available. Okay, cool. Can I, you know, and then they would have this kind of automated response communication with me and then you realize later yeah so so one do that two don't don't accept any sort of odd request like hey can a friend of mine pick it up and can Mm -hmm. i pay you a different way can i pay through a money transfer no right basically say it's cash or it's venmo or cash or it's paypal whatever whatever you're comfortable with um is the only thing that you want to accept because there's a lot of a lot of scams out um facebook my advice is post it for post it without shipping first. Post it locally first, right? Just post and say no local pickup only. Give it a week if you've got time, right? Give it a week because once you say that you're going to give it shipping, you're all of a sudden going to incur fees. And whether or not you you know know it or not, I, I actually sold sold that um, uh, I sold the uh, the lens that got shipped away. And it wasn't until I finally got paid that I realized they actually charged me tax from the state that I was shipping it to. So mm-hmm. Oregon doesn't have sales tax. Normally, when I sell something to someone here, I don't get charged with it. Well, I got charged tax on that and yeah, didn't even know sure. it was going to happen. So if you can get it locally, you're better off, right? Um, now, if you don't want to deal with someone local, sure, do say, do uh, shipping. But then if you're going to do shipping, raise your price so yeah, that what you get out things. of it is actually going to be helpful. So. So you're uh, saying your recommendation is list something locally for like the first week. Yep. And if you can sell it local at the price you want to sell it for, awesome. Perfect. You don't incur any fees. You just have to coordinate. Getting and, it to and you get money right away, right? You don't you have get money quickly. Money. Yep. But if you, uh, after a week or so, if you're not getting the bites and you need to broaden it out, then go national. Um, yep. But just know that once you do, you will incur fees uh, when it, once it's sold and you're going to have to coordinate the shipping Yep. Uh, granted, Facebook makes it pretty easy, but you're still going to have to take some time to do you're it. You're going to have so. to box it up. You're going to have to to make sure all that's happening. Um, okay. e- eBay, uh, the only tip I have is I just I despise the bidding process myself. Yeah. Uh, it's really frustrating. And what's re- really frustrating now is the whole auto bidding thing <laughs> where you can go on and say, yes, I'll do auto bidding. because and, and if those who don't know what that is, you can actually tell eBay, guess what? I am willing to go up to this price. So please bid for me. Anytime someone outbids me, bid back again, as long as it's not above this price. Well, basically what you're doing is saying, 
go ahead and bid me up to that price because it's going yeah. to be a bot back and forth automating this thing. And it's, it becomes really frustrating a lot of Most times. Most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes I, you I, can get it. Pass, yeah. I've done it. I'm like, look, 90 bucks. I will be willing to pay 90 bucks for this, but I'm bidding 50. Yeah. So let's just see what happens. And, you know, Except auto bidding knocked me up and then it's like, Oh, I only had to pay $65. Oh, yep. Okay. That turned out pretty good. But let me, so. let me give you the, the downside of that exact same notice. I was bidding on a speaker and I was really excited about it. I was the leader of this bid for quite a while. And I went ahead and had told them the auto bid was up to X amount. And I wasn't there yet. Wasn't close to that yet, which was great. Coming down to the last minute, right? 30 yeah. seconds left. Yeah. All of a sudden it goes boom, 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 boom. And I'm outbid. Well, I don't have enough time at that last minute to go and say I'm changing my auto bid up to a certain amount and I lost it. And it was just yeah, this whole kind true. of frustrating last minute sort of thing well, that that w- takes your time. If you're someone who really, like say, if you're a collector and you're willing to do this all the time because you've got 20 bids going on at once, this is cool. It's yeah. awesome, right? But or it can be really frustrating. If you're someone that says, look, this is the maximum I want to pay. If the bids get up to that point and I I don't want to pay over $70 no matter what. Yeah. Then I'll set my maximum at 70, go ahead and do auto bid. Yeah. If I get it, cool. I'll get it for 70 or less. If it goes beyond 70, even at the last 30 seconds, I don't want it. I, I don't want to pay it yeah, anyway. That's so true. I'm done. That's true. You know, so it's just a it, you got to gauge the situation. Um yeah. sound like, you know, if you if you might have been willing to pay a few dollars more than what you set as your maximum, right. unfortunately, Probably you're not gonna know it. until the last 30 seconds about yeah. whether you're going to get it or not. So and I still have no idea what happens with two auto bidders at the very last second. It pretty much means if there's two auto bidders, it's going to go to the max of the auto bidding. Whichever person, yeah. whichever person put Happened the higher max. Limit. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, whatever the auto know, bid is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot more hands-on. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Now they, eBay did, you know, years ago, even though they were all bidding for the longest time, it was only bidding. They did roll out many years ago the whole buy it now option. Yes. And just say, Look, yeah. This is my fixed price. If somebody just wants to buy it with no bidding, this is the price. And first person who offers to buy it now gets it. Yep. And I do like that because, I mean, if I don't feel I, like I handling the bidding, I go to the buy it now and just hit that yep. button. It's done. It's like I just bought it from like a store and it's like yep. it's ready to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would and say if you really want to make the most use of eBay, it is more hands on. Right. It is more involved. You're going to spend more time on it. If you want a really good deal, you have to spend time on it. Yeah. yeah it is, or it is like selling, the picker. It's like the picker, right? You have to yeah, yeah. search. You have to spend time on it. And you have to be selling, willing to lose it. Yeah. Well, and again, if, if you're selling a $1,000 piece of collectible artwork, you know, it's worth your time to go in there and say, yeah, I definitely want to make sure I get top dollar out of this as a seller. So, yeah, I'm going to manage this. I'm going to be on it watching to see what's happening and making adjustments where I need to and um, yeah. be willing to put the time in. So, yeah. yeah. And I know I sound bitter, but I think the reason is I've actually never won a bid on eBay. So I've only bought, I never have I've, either. I've only bought uh buy it now. I've tried bidding, but I've never won one. So it's called the, there you go. Also known as the loser button. Yes. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm just already a predefined loser. I'm going to hit the buy it now button. Correct. I'm Correct. not going to be a winner. <laughs> no. I am La- not capable of winning. Alan, last thing I'll say, and this is for all of them, take good pictures and take lots of pictures mm-hmm. of your item. Okay. But I will, I will give a caveat. Don't take too good of pictures. <laughs> Because I've seen some where people look too professional with their picture to where I start wondering if that's really the case. So I kind of gloss over sometimes like, ooh, that looks like a that looks like you grabbed it from a 
from a uh, magazine or you did That's something true. else, right? But take good pictures and take I lots of them. I, I, well, the thing is, you know, just think about like if you were to walk into a store, if an item that you're looking to buy is not shown, presented well, where you can actually get a good feel for what it looks like, or it's behind, it's kind of in a pile of stuff somewhere, you're less likely to want to buy it. And that's yep. the same way online. Right. You see really poorly lit photos where you can't really make out uh, how what condition it's in. Yep. Um, yep. Any of those things, people just aren't going to buy it unless yep. it's a ridiculously good price and deal. Um, so well, and I'd also ones. say not not just not just having good quality pictures, but take pictures of everything that someone might want to ask questions about. Because I tell you, it will bug you to no end where someone's saying, oh, is this the model that does this? Is this the model? I always take a picture of the model number on the bottom by its own picture. I'll, I'll often put a link in my description of the actual page where they you can, can buy it new. So you say, this well, is what it is. That's right. You go ahead. And that's right. what I was saying with uh, eBay, at least. I mean, if it's a common product, you can actually go and say, I'm going to list a JVC 46 inch TV and it may already have that pre-populated and say, Oh, is this the model? And if so, we can go and plug in all this boilerplate text. So you don't have to type in every feature and every spec on it. Um, The other thing with the photos I'll say too, uh, I know this may go against the idea of a salesman mentality, but take photos of even the problems or scratches or cosmetic problems on it. For sure. Because the last thing you want to do is send this unit off and the person who's buying it thinks that they're getting something with no defects and then they get it and they are not happy. And then you got to deal with returning or getting money back or whatever. So just go ahead and own up to it. Hey, this Mm -hmm. has got a big scratch on the back or this little button doesn't, doesn't light up as well. Show it in the photos be descriptive because if people are willing to buy it, then you have no guilty conscious selling them something with a problem on it. That's right. Yep. 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 I had the receiver I was selling. Yeah. Yeah, The receiver I was selling, I realized I didn't have the remote anymore. I really just upfront, this does not have a remote. However, I said, here's a link to where you can get the remote. It's $9. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. FYI, I'm totally upfront with you. You know, everything is as, as shown. And yeah. And I think that just, that yeah, gives you a lot of uh, security in the long run of, of selling yeah. things. So yeah, take I good pictures, write good descriptions uh, and be accurate about what you're doing and your, you know, it, it's, it's well worth what you may lose in a couple bucks here or there with the hassle of making sure it doesn't come back and you don't get, you know, someone yeah. annoyed with you. Nobody so. wants to deal with returns. I mean, stores don't want to deal with returns. You as a seller online don't want to deal with returns. That's nothing more frustrating than that. Yeah, to not yeah. only have to get your item back that you were trying to sell, give the money back that you earned from it, um, and possibly get some on an eBay or some of these places, possibly get some bad feedback that, hey, this guy tried to sell me something that had a defect and didn't disclose it. So, right, right. Um, I think overall, Brian, just to kind of wrap this up, I mean, I know we went through a lot of pitfalls and dangers and to-dos and keep in minds. And it may still seem very intimidating to people, the idea of selling online. But I guess at the, at the end of the day, it's actually become, I think, easier. I think it Super can easy. be a, yeah. an easy, clean, fun process. Um, I do think things like Facebook Marketplace are making it easier and a little more safe and comfortable to do it. Um, eBay is still a very, very great service and system, and they've put a lot of efforts in place to make it as comfortable as possible for people selling. Um, Craigslist, again, your mileage may vary where based on where you live right now and how you, how popular that service is. But 
Um, no matter what, all three of these services are very reputable. They are good services. Um, people are buying and selling things every single day in large quantities on these services. So if you've got something to sell, um, I think this is this definitely the way to go. And yep. I, I encourage yep. anybody to give it a shot and uh, see how it goes for them. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's great. And, mm-hmm. and just from a environmental perspective, I really enjoy seeing things get reused and repurposed and rather than thrown in the dumpster because you don't want to deal with it. If someone will, you know, that's the other thing I will mention really quickly. Craigslist is not just all about, you know, or Craig and Marketplace are not all about selling. Sometimes you can put and say, I have this free. It's going to be on my driveway. Come get it no. today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you, that. again, if you're not paying for the post, you can get things like that. And, you know, we, we didn't talk about things like Nextdoor and all these other kind of services where you could potentially do that too. But I just love the fact that less things going in the trash that don't need to go in the trash. If someone else, if it's treasure for someone else, even if you want to give it away, you know, these are, these are nice ways of doing it without having to spend money to, to make it happen. So that's, yeah, that's great. perfect. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, that is selling online. A nice little primer. Hopefully that was helpful for anybody who's been curious about getting online for selling their, their items or their things that they no longer need. Um, and also a little information about just buying things through these services as well. Uh, so Brian, if somebody wanted to kind of open a dialogue with us, maybe sell something to us yeah, maybe or more like you said with that last thing give us something that they want to provide us absolutely at no cost, Wait, no cost. Um, yeah how can yeah. they go about getting a hold of us for any of those reasons well uh, you can you can send us an email at info at the mesh.tv and um, you know if you have some other services that you think are taking off or other things that uh, tips for people that you want us to pass along uh, to uh to folks either uh, on the the podcast or or off uh, offline, please let us know. Uh, I'll also quickly mention uh, brothers in tech are that we're on Facebook, um, where we're starting to use that to um, kind of let people know about new episodes that are out, and we will probably start doing some product reviews once we get our. Uh, uh, our viewership up uh, enough to where that uh, that's a good place to be. We're on Twitter. Um, so if you're someone that is just eager to either have more information, quicker access to us or um, see some, uh, some unique information we're going to put on, uh, on those services, uh, check us out. So, yeah, a lot of ways to contact us, uh, a lot of ways to get a hold of us. We encourage uh, dialogue. We encourage feedback and also just to tell us if there's some ideas or things, you'd like for us to tackle in the future. Again, Brian and I both, uh, both work in fields that have uh, levels of technology involved, but our main focus is what do we do with technology in the home, in our personal life, our families, uh, recreational, whatever it may be, day-to-day, everyday use of technology is what we're here to talk about. So thanks everybody for listening. We will look forward to talking to you next time. We should have a guest lined up the next round, I believe. Yeah, of course we'll, I try say to, that. we'll try to let them know. This and time. we'll yeah. be back to just me and you again. But uh <laughs> think of Brian, we need we'll uh, find somebody. Yeah. We'll find we'll find somebody. Hey, if you, you're interested in being a guest, yeah, look us up to, to contact us. Yeah. We'll do uh we'll do blind auditions. We'll oh my gosh, that would be uh, wild, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. could do that. Well, give us drop us a line. We'd be happy to have you as a as a co-host for a couple episodes. <laughs> All right. That's it for Brothers in Tech. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.